You're listening to Grown and Growing with Sonia Hamlin. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining me for another episode. I'm going to jump right into this topic. I named this episode Give Me a Break because I thought it accurately described how I feel about certain parts of my life right now. As we all know, the pandemic has been two years of straight crazy on the heels of four years of 45. It's all too much. I also work in healthcare, so when people say they got to pause because the world shut down, I didn't get that pause. In fact, my life sped up. It was more crazy. I worked more hours than I ever had at my, at my job, and I've been there for quite some time. In addition, my workout regimen stopped abruptly. Um, I had been getting up for years at 5 a.m. to work out with either a group of girls or um, a boot camp that I really liked, and that all ended. Subsequently, I gained 25 pounds, and you know now I'm trying to, my best to work that off. I'm really trying to level set in 2022. I didn't, you know, set any resolutions this year. I feel like I'm still working through my uh, vision board from last year. You know, I really wanted to level set and really approach this year with intention and execution. And so now, actually, when I think about the name, give me a break, it seems too nice, right? It's almost like you're asking or pleading with someone to take a break. And that just doesn't sit right. I've gotten to the point where I'm not asking anymore. I'm just taking what's rightfully mine and making decisions that, you know, really, you know, impact me in a positive way. So let's get into this topic and I will explain more. I am part of Gen X and that's Generation X. And you are too if you were born between the late 60s and 1980. When I was growing up, the first woman besides my mom that I looked up to um, in the media was Claire Huxtable. She was a lawyer, a mom of five, married to a doctor, strong, and she was just a really positive role um, for, for women. To me, that was the beginning of the strong woman who could, quote unquote, bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan. Basically, she could do it all and have it all all at the same time. It's what we deemed a superwoman. As we were getting into our adulthood, the world pushed this narrative of, you know, strong woman who can go to work and give it 100% and then come home and give it 100%, all while not, not letting her weight slip, her look slip. And she's just this bad woman. And in a lot of ways, that's empowering, right? You can look at that and say, ooh, You can do that. But I think the world just really focused on pushing a narrative of take care of your family like you don't have a job and work your job like you don't have a family. That is not only impossible, but it's also not fair because men were not expected to live up to that standard. Um, This thinking that a woman can do it all and have it all at the same time is how I naively approached my adult life. When I got married, I just knew 
that I wanted to work. I never had the desire to be a stay-at-home mom at all. My career was important to me. Um, I had gotten a degree in it. I had gotten a master's in it. And this is what I loved and what I was going to pursue. And at the same time, I was going to have a life with my husband. I was going to have the 2.5 kids. I was going to be, you know, you know, besties with my friends. We were going to travel. I just had all of these plans about what I needed to do. I naively approached my life in this way. Luckily, that narrative is slowly changing. And I'm not saying it's bad to think that you can have everything. I do think it's possible, but it's not without sacrifice. It's not without hard work. It's not without prioritization. And it may not all be at the same time, but let's talk about it more. So today we hear a lot about the importance of self-care, which I couldn't agree more. The idea that we need to take care of ourselves and fill our cups before we're able to give to other people. But a lot of what I see on social media and even in the news and in media focuses on bubble baths and massages and long walks on the beach And I think those things are definitely important. I probably need to do more myself, but I think they only scratch the surface of what self-care could mean and could be. To me, it's so much deeper than that. And lately, I've been thinking that self-care should be reframed as self-preservation. I think self-preservation has the urgency and importance that I think is required. It's almost like if you don't do it, then you will self-destruct. And that sounds very like, wow, that's a lot. But when you're thinking about yourself and your mental and physical health, is it a lot? In my opinion, it accurately reflects how important self-care is when we reframe it as self-preservation. For myself, I have broadened the definition of self-care to include any decision that gives me mental, spiritual, and physical peace. When I think about it like that, it opens up a realm of possibilities, right? There are a lot more actions that can be considered self-care. It could be saying no more, or saying yes more to fun and enriching experiences. I think of Sandra Rhymes' book, Year of Yes. If you haven't read it, it's a good one. Um, it could be removing toxic people and situations. It could be spending more time with people you love. Self, those things can be defined as self-care just as much as a bubble bath or a massage. That is how I am making my decisions now. I want to invite more ease and peace into my life. And the question I'm always asking myself is, how do I do more of what I love? Well, for me, that means finding more time. I am a, you know, a mom. I have two kids, a husband. I have friends. I have a family that lives out of state. And I also have my own ambitions, both professionally and personally. And that makes for a very busy schedule. There are a lot of things, both good and bad, that as women pull at our attention every day. 
you know, how can we find more time? They're not making more of it. So it is definitely a resource or a, a valuable aspect of our lives that we can't get back. You can get more money. You can find more joy in other things, but you can't get more time back. So for me, that means taking some things off of my plate. And I promise myself that in 2022, I'm going to be reducing some of the things that I don't like to increase the possibilities that I can do more of the things that I love. So I'm going to take you through the list of what I decided that I'm going to either significantly reduce or stop doing in 2022. The first one is cleaning. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, keeping my house tidy, keeping it neat. Yeah, there is some in-between cleaning that you can do to make sure that you're not trifling out here. I'm talking about um, having someone do a deep clean for me. You know, when they get the baseboards and they, you know, climb into the nooks and crevices of your house and every part of your house sparkles and shines and smells like fabuloso. So I'm not talking about a live-in maid because I can't afford one and I don't think I want one. And I also have kids who need to learn responsibilities and, and they need to properly learn how to wash the dishes as unfortunate of an experience as that is for all of us. They need to learn. Having someone come into my house to deep clean it a few times a month is worth it to me. And that is something that I've taken off my plate completely. I've come a long way with this line of thinking. It wasn't always easy for me to admit I needed help or to even ask for help. Early in my marriage, when we had just had my son, he was a, he was a baby still. I was just getting the hang of being a mom and I was working and it was still, you know, a lot. It was a lot of adjustments. And one of the things that kind of went to the wayside is regular cleaning. I mean, think if you have kids, think back to what your house looked like. It was toys everywhere. You know, you were just trying to stay sane. And so Derek offered to get someone to clean our house. And I was like, you know, I really didn't feel comfortable with that. Actually, side story, I probably didn't feel comfortable in part because of the options he offered. One was getting his elderly grandmother to come and clean. And the other was getting a crackhead to come and clean. Well, to be fair, it wasn't an actual crackhead. It was somebody who was crackish or had crackhead tendencies, right, if you will. Those were the options. So that's probably why I wasn't like jumping up and down at the opportunity. But more so, it was the fact that I felt like a failure. Like, wow, you're really going to bring somebody in? particularly your elderly grandmother who probably kept her house spick and span and cooked for 12 kids to clean my house. To me, that felt like the ultimate failure. And so to get to a point where I am willingly having someone come to my house and clean it and um, to give me a break is a big thing, right? I've come a long way. The second thing that I am giving up is laundry. Look, I don't 
like laundry, never have. Actually, that's not true. I really like folding towels. It is so zen to me to fold towels. I don't know why I get so much pleasure out of it. We are a family of four, but it feels like we have the laundry of a family of eight. So I've decided if it'll take more than about a half a day, you know, a few hours to go through the full laundry process, which I see as sort, wash, dry, fold, and put away. That's the full laundry process to me. Then I'm not doing it. Um, We do have a washer and dryer, so I can, you know, throw loads in here and there. That's not an issue. The issue is when you get so busy and it piles up or the kids wear all of their clothes um, in one week because they have school and they have after school activities and I work out and he works out and it just the, it just gets overwhelming if you're not paying attention. And so I decided that this laundry, when it becomes that overwhelming, is going to go to a laundry service where they wash your clothes with the detergent of your choice fold them, match all of your socks, fold it nicely and put them in a bag with little fabric softener sheets in between and hand it to you to put away. That sounds lovely to me. And I am doing that more for myself this year. And the way I actually got put on to laundry services was a mistake. We were getting some work done in our basement and we couldn't access our washer and dryer for weeks. And because of this, we needed somewhere to take our clothes. And my husband was fed up and I was like buying clothes to not because we were running out of clothes. And one day he took all of the clothes and came back with them all folded. And I was like, I know you didn't do that. And he had found a laundry place to do it. And let me let you in on a secret. It sounds like to me, It sounds like it would be very expensive, but it's actually quite affordable. I was very shocked. So yeah, there will definitely be more of that in my life. The last thing is cooking. Look, I actually don't hate cooking. And if I put my mind to it, I'm pretty good at it. But I also don't love it. Like I said, I still have a nine to five. And sometimes I'm working, you know, eight, nine, 10 hours in a day, sometimes more. And there's nothing worse than coming home and hearing what's for dinner. Even though they've been looking at their father for hours, they still wait till I get home to say what's for dinner. I feel like, you know, I'm at the point where I'm just tired of cooking. And yes, I could use a cooking, you know, one of those cooking um, companies who package up all the ingredients and ship it to your house. I could definitely do that. I could spend my Sundays meal prepping all Sunday. But again, the point is to find more time and invite ease. And so I'm looking for the easiest way to incorporate prepared meals by a chef or someone else to bring into my life. I feel like I can and should do better by my kids when it comes to eating. Uh, My husband is great and he will definitely feed them. It is not an issue of if he will feed them or not, but he doesn't have the healthiest eating habits and he over relies on, you know, fast food and takeout, which is not my preference. And to me, hiring someone to cook two to three days or finding someone to cook meals that will last two to three days um, is so worth it to me. 
it was hard for me to get here, right? Because, you know, a lot of my friends, they they cook dinner, they fold lunch. They're great moms. And it's not like I'm saying that I'm not a great mom because I don't do these things. It's just that, you know, you sometimes get a little side eye when you say stuff like this out loud. There's a lot of judgment around how a woman takes care of her household, regardless of if a man is present or not. And because of years of programming, I resisted putting these systems into place. You know, I tried to figure out a way to do it that worked for me. I daydreamed about it. I joked about getting a maid, a cook, and someone to do my laundry to my friends. Like it, it was a joke for us. But now I'm like, well, why can't I do it? I have no desire to do it all, at least not in the way society has framed it. I'm doing this to have more time in my life for my family um, and to do the things that I want to pursue in life. That is the reason I want to put more systems in place to help me do that. I value dinner time with my family. I love it. It is the best part of my day to come home, sit down at the table, eat with my kids and hear all about their day at school. But to have that, it doesn't require that I cook the meal, right? That's not a requirement. I value my kids looking clean and well cared for. But that doesn't mean I have to be the one to wash every piece of clothing and fold it and put it away. And frankly, walking into a sparkling clean house is what I deserve. And so there's that on that. I realize that it is a privilege to say I'm going to put these systems in place. I get it. It is not something that everyone can do. Or actually, there are people out there who been doing this for years and are doing more than what I said and good for them. My question is, what are you going to do to focus more on what's important to you? You deserve it. So is it a hobby? Like, do you want to start taking a crafting class? Do you want to learn a, a new dance? Do you want to learn a new language? Do you want to start a business? Do you want to spend more time connecting with family and friends? Or do you want more time to even pamper yourself? Whatever it is, think about what you need to do in your life. Either cut back or do more of to, to gain more time for yourself and be intentional about it. It doesn't have to be laundry, cooking, or cleaning. This is what I determined will work for me. And honestly, I feel freaking awesome about it. Your thing could be saying no more or finding a reliable babysitter or setting firmer boundaries at work, letting your team know that you're not going to pick up emails before 8 a.m. or answer emails after 6 p.m. Whatever those boundaries are, what can you do or put in place so that what you care about is prioritized in your own life? At this point in our lives, I really want us to strive for a lifestyle that, like I said earlier, is full of ease and joy and fulfillment. I want that for you, but I want you to do it in your own way. I want you to prioritize what's right for you. What's one or two or multiple things you want to stop doing to pursue what is most gratifying for you? You don't have to wait until the kids are grown and out of the house. 
You don't have to wait until you found, quote unquote, the one. Or you don't have to wait until you have a certain amount of money saved in the bank. There is joy to be had today where you are. There is something that you can do now. Every step matters, no matter how big or small it is. One last thing before I sign off. There's a flip side to making the decision to prioritize yourself. It revolves around guilt, shaming, and setting boundaries. It actually goes hand in hand with prioritizing yourself. I can spend an entire episode talking about it, and I plan to. Stick with me. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. If you like what you've been hearing, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps the podcast. Next, share with your network and subscribe. And lastly, follow us on social media at Grown and Growing Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram.